This is episode 51 with the hero maker, Richard Matthews. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. Now Richard is um, aka the alchemist and he's an instructional designer and expert webinar and marketing machine builder. He's helped clients drive in more than $2 million in online sales. Um, but the, the interesting thing is he does this while traveling full time across the U.S. with his family in an RV. Um, and so today he's going to be talking about his passion of helping others harness the power of their stories to create a heroic brand. Richard, thanks so much for being on Pencil Leadership today. Awesome. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, we are, uh, we are in the uh, back bedroom in RV. I can, I can break the uh, illusion here. This is actually a, be- a back bedroom. <laughs> awesome. You can see kids' toys and stuff behind me and everything. It's just a, awesome. a studio I've got set up in here that looks cooler than it actually is. <laughs> I think that's cool. <laughs> Traveling around in an RV, living life and still being able to run your business. So what's that like? Tra- like, how do you balance the RV life and building your businesses? Um, so that's actually, it's a really interesting like story because um, yeah. I, I started a, a number of years ago um, traveling. So it was three years ago, end of May, right? So like just okay. recently we had our three-year anniversary huh. and it's something my wife and I have been talking about for a number of years um, that we wanted to get into doing. And um, when we started, it was like, we got a call one day and it was like, hey, your, uh, your house is being sold. Um, so you can't renew your lease at the end of the month. Oh, wow. um, so we had like 28 days to move out. Um, anyways, we, we were, we were like, well, we can go buy a bigger house or whatever, or rent a bigger house. And, um, or we could, you know, now that we don't have a lease to worry about, we could take that RV trip we've been talking about because we have nothing holding us down. So we did. Yeah. And we, we bought an RV, renovated it, moved in, uh, moved into the, the RV. What's funny is we'd spent about the previous six months, like practicing what it would like <laughs> to work outside of an office. And like, yeah. we would go down to the beach and I'd work at the beach or we'd go down to Balboa park in San Diego. And I'd work down there while the kids went to the zoo and stuff like that, just to see if I wow. could work outside of an office. Cause I, I know we were talking about it right. and then like all the stuff sort of lined up and we could, uh, um, it made it happen. And, um, the over the course of the next three years, I've quadrupled my business um, wow. in uh, in terms of team size and revenue and clients that we serve um, and the kind of work that we do. All of it has grown, um, and my my theory on that and this directly related to your question of how yeah. how do I balance that? Um, I believe one of the big changes, at least for me, was the change from having a like set routine where like mm. we were doing the same thing every week, right? And it's like you know, I could tell you on Mondays at 10 o'clock, we were at my son's gym class. And on Wednesdays at six o'clock, we we're at my mom's house for dinner. And on, you know, yeah. and on like every day, it was like that we had our schedule, I had my eight hour work time that I had set out. And you know, that yeah. never happened. Right. It was always like 12 hours <laughs> that I was working every day. Right, right. Um, and so when you have all this time that you have dedicated to fill up with work, you fill that time up with work, whether or not it's actually important, mm. um, or it's useful. And one of the things that I have noted over the last three years, is that I'm always in cool places with cool people do like do, around things that I want to be spending my time on yeah. outside of work. Not that I don't enjoy my work, don't enjoy my business. I love what I do. Um, but when you're parked outside of Yosemite, and your options for the afternoon are, you know, go hike waterfalls and stuff like that. Um, and you're like, I have, I have to get, I have to move the ball in my business. 
Yeah. Right. You have to move the ball forward. You're very, very intentional about what gets done and how well it gets done and how quickly it gets done. Right. And um, over the course of the last three years, my work time has gone from when we got onto the road, like 12 hours a day, five to six days a week to I currently work about four hours a day, four days a week. And my business is four times larger. That's awesome. (laughs) Because of so cool. Yeah. So because of, uh, of, of really focusing in on what's important and, you know, having, having the motivation to get it done and get it done well and get it done quickly. That's cool. I love that. That's so neat. Yeah. I I definitely, I'm I'm working on our van right now, trying to make it a camper van. So who knows maybe what the future might hold with that now. So it's awesome to see that it could be done. (laughs) So that's cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. can. you have? I have four. Um, so I've oh, got a wow. 10 year old, okay. a 10 year old, a six year old, a three year old. And behind our uh, fake backdrop here, there's a baby sleeping. Oh, so. well, I hope I don't wake him up. <laughs> no, get your headphones. I can hear you. She'll hear me, but okay, perfect. she'll wake up and want mom anyways. I gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. Four kids. Wow. Uh, that's something that's cool. So, so how you said you've been doing the traveling three years. How long have you been entrepreneurial? Um, so I started my first business, um, and I don't know if I would have called it a business at this point, but when I was 13, <laughs> oh, wow. um, and I got a, uh, a loan from my dad, I convinced my dad to give me a loan for 50 bucks to go down to, and I also like provided the transportation and whatnot to get right. out of the big box store. Um, and I bought about $50 worth of, uh, the big candy bars, like the big nerd mm. ropes and the hundred grand bars and the big Snickers yep. and that kind of stuff. And I brought them to school and like your proverbial, you know, guy on the side of uh, the, the street corner in New York showing his wares <laughs> in this yep. trench coat. I had my backpack full of candy and I was selling it to students on campus. And uh, that went on for about six weeks. I made approximately uh, $1,500 in sales before I had my, what I tell people is my first government shutdown. Couldn't sell on campus without a business license. And I couldn't get a business license because I was 13. Yeah, right. Jeez, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. So now you've got, you're doing all sorts of things, right? You just started another venture, right? Yeah. So our, um, our, uh, next venture is, uh, um, is basically, uh, called push button podcast. And we just okay. started that, um, this last year. Um, and it was sort of an outgrowth of what we've been doing. Um, so the thing that we were doing was, um, was helping brands uh, like online online uh, expert brands build their training and education, build their um, their heroic story, which we're going to talk a little bit about later. Yeah. Um, and building their courses, building their brand, building their sales materials, webinars, the whole sort of kit and caboodle, and then helping them manage their media buying with you know whoever they're getting their advertising through, um, and sort of strategize and advertise you know for, through that kind of stuff. And one of the things I told all of my clients and still mm. do is that in order to sell whatever things we've created together, you need to have access to an audience to sell them to. And right. there's two ways you get access to the audience. You either buy the audience with ads, right? Mm-hmm. Or placements or media buying or whatever, where yep. you take, you take some way to get in front of someone audience with money or you build the audience, right? Yep. And you're going to build the audience with um, something like a podcast or a YouTube show or a Facebook show or, um, you know, guest blogging or whatever. And that's, so it, it's time, right? You're investing yeah. time into get access to the audience. Yep. And um, I've always recommended my clients do both, right? And yeah. the reason is it takes time to build an audience, which, you know, obviously puts revenue further away from now, um, where ads you can do right now. Right. And, but if you do ads, there's no long-term strategy to keep those people around and keep them coming back. Um, so you pay for them, you get them into your course, and either you have some sort of content strategy to keep them engaged or you lose them. 
Mm. right? So you've paid for them. You want to keep them engaged. You want to have a content strategy on the other side. So I've always told my clients, you should do both. You should have ads for speed and you should have content for longevity. Mm, right. Yeah, I like that. Um, and, and omnipresence and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I had this whole plan mapped out for clients. Like, here's how you can build a weekly show. Here's all the things you need to do. Here's what you should do with the content, blah, blah, blah. And I just hand it all to him on a silver platter and be like, do this. And as you could probably imagine how that <laughs> works, um, mo- the overwhelming majority of my clients be like, that's a great idea. Not going to happen. Right. Like, and, <laughs> right. and the ones that did do it, I had you know, probably roughly 25% of my clients over the course of the last 10 years have done that. Um, and those ones that did are all millionaires. Wow. Right. Um, and because of their online training and stuff like that, and because yeah. of the size of the audience that they ended up building. Um, and that is, so it's really, really powerful. And, um, one of the things that, um, I did as a result of that was I started my podcast, my hero show podcast and the hero show podcast. I was like, well, I got to figure out a couple of things. One, I had a message I wanted to share. And two, I was like, I got to figure out why my clients aren't doing this. There's got to be something about the process that's making it hard. Yeah. Um, so I recorded, sat down and recorded my first eight episodes and I managed to get three of them published before nice. I was like, this is never going to happen. Right. Because you, you know, as well as I do you, for every hour of content you produce, it's like eight to 10 hours of work on the backside, for right. Show notes and articles and transcriptions and getting mm. them up on all the different places and your distribution and like everything goes into it. It's, it's an, well, it's a metric butt ton of work. Yeah. Um, and so, so my clients who were doing it and doing it well had a team of people around them to support them to get that out and get it done, right? And yep. the ones who didn't were the ones who didn't have that kind of support system to get it out. And so that's where Push Button Podcast was born. Um, nice. I, built it for, I built it for my own podcast. I was like, I'm, I love my message and I love what we're doing for this podcast yeah. and it needs to get done. So I built all the systems and processes so I have a team of people who can handle they handle everything. Like literally for my podcast, I don't do a damn thing. Like I show up That's and awesome. I do the interviews. Yeah. Um, they do all the guest booking and they do wow. all of the, uh, I'm getting people showing up on my calendar. They do all the research for that. They do every, as soon as I hit the stop button on our zoom or whatever it is we're using on Zencaster to record things. Um, it goes into the cloud. They get access to all of it. We get transcriptions, we get show notes, we get articles written, we get all the graphics created. It gets promoted all over social media. It gets out to all the distribution channels. Everything happens every week awesome. and I don't touch a, I don't touch a damn bit of it. That's awesome. um, so we started rolling that out to our, uh, our clients early this year. We're, we're currently hosting three shows on Push Button Podcasts and we're looking to um, grow to our next 10 shows. We're open up seven slots cool. um, and we're looking for, uh, for clients who are looking to build essentially a content marketing machine that they can sort of, um, what do you call it, uh, front their whole, you know, mm. omnipresence online yeah. with, for, do it the same way I do, right? I put less than four hours um, a month into my podcast and we've got over a hundred episodes recorded and I get, I'm known all over the awesome. place now because of that. That's cool. Um, yeah. And we just batch record the episodes at the beginning of the month and everything else happens automatically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like what I do is, yeah, I batch kind of record or, or schedule at least. So I have a bunch in the pipeline um, scheduled. So that helps a little bit, but yeah, the, the work that goes on in the back end after we're done talking here and even before we talk um, it is a lot more than people realize. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's a very, very cool uh, idea and business that you've kind of created out of necessity almost. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, I've built it in such a way, at least I hope that the way it's going to grow is, uh, um, is it's all based on, on uh, referrals and affiliates and stuff like that. Mm. So we pay lifetime commissions on referrals. Um, and our hope is nice. to get other podcasters like yourself and other things yeah. 
promoting our service. Um, yeah. And we pay like because we pay lifetime commissions. If you were to refer like five people, we'd actually handle your show for free. Oh, um, wow. And uh, um, so it uh, it works out really well that way. And we're looking to make it a win 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 sort of thing for everyone involved. For you know, for our yeah. team members, for the businesses we're helping to grow their uh, their you know the name of the game's attention today. And yeah. you know, getting a content machine that you can actually get going easy to actually keep up with um i think it's going to be a huge game changer for people yeah because it's yeah time we only have we all have the same amount of time so if we can delegate some things like that i think a lot of people will will benefit from it um but that's cool and i and i I love the the hero show podcast i I think that's a uh, an awesome awesome show name for one uh just because of myself and uh i like superheroes so much but um so what's kind of the the vision be, be behind the Hero Show podcast? Kind of like what is your goal, I guess, this year or something like that? So my my vision for the Hero Show podcast is really um, it's a cultural change I want to be a part of, mm. right? And you probably know as well as I do because you look like you're about my age um, that if you grow, grew up watching any of the cartoons that we grew up watching, um, the villain was always an entrepreneur, right? It's always <laughs> a business guy who's, you know, pouring oil into the proverbial lake and killing the proverbial ducks, right? Like right. that's, that's like always the bad guy. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's just a child's cartoon example. But if you look through most of our media and our yeah. academia and the way history is taught, we very rarely, very rarely are entrepreneurs held up as heroes. They're always mm-hmm. held up as villains. Um, and yeah. you and I both know that entrepreneurs are what make the world go round, yeah. right? Everything that you interact with on a daily basis, doesn't matter what it is, at some point in its life was handled or touched by an entrepreneur, Yep, right? literally everything in your life. Um, and like talking all the way down to like the little thing that covers your drain in your sink yeah. or in yep. your shower that keeps hair growing out, an entrepreneur invented that at some point, yeah. right? Like, like yep. um, so all the things you take for granted, um, every day, um, entrepreneurs, right? Everything that we're doing today, communicating is all because of entrepreneurs. And right. my mission really is to help um, change that conversation where we start mm. looking at entrepreneurs as heroes, the same way that we look at, um, you know, firefighters and our military and doctors and stuff as heroes, yep. um, you know, rightly so. But I think entrepreneurs should be included in that list. And we're looking to change that conversation a little bit. And the way we do it is we bring on entrepreneurs from all walks of life. We've had, um, We've had some of the craziest, cool guests ever, and we always ask awesome. someone at the end of the episode, you know, do you know someone who's got a cool story that they can come share? And we, we yeah. issue a hero hero challenge to that person. We get access to really cool stories because of that. Um, and we bring them on, and we just look at their story through the lens of a comic book superhero. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and so we actually it gets really it gets into that uh, the hero hero uh, um, hero story we were talking about, or you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, but there's there's some points that we cover for a story that actually comes from Marvel comics, like their methodology for how they build a superhero. Um, So we just look at your story through that lens. um, And I think it does a couple of things. I think one, it helps our guests to start thinking of themselves in a heroic light. um, And it shares positive stories into the world's world. And my goal is hopefully more and more people, they won't be afraid of sales and they won't be afraid of making Mm. a profit and they won't be afraid of giving their value to the world because that's what, entrepreneurs do right yep. is we exchange value for value and we make the world a better place absolutely and i, I i'm glad you said marvel and not dc so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my preference so no i love that and, and yeah guys check out uh richard's show um hero show podcast and get, definitely subscribe to that i think that's a, an amazing amazing thing it's so good and and so but yeah you kind of mentioned 
about like finding our stories and becoming our own hero, kind of um, harnessing the power of our stories to create a heroic brand. I think that was a really cool um, statement. Yeah. So a heroic brand is um, it's, it's just a, uh, let me see if I can articulate this well. My, my idea for what a heroic brand is, is it's just that you have a brand built around your personality or your company's culture or something like that. Mm. That's actually um, it's, there's a human element to it. Yeah. Right. And the human element I think is going to be vitally important for businesses going forward because more and more people want to do businesses with people instead of um, instead of corporations. Right. And you can see this even in big companies, right. You're seeing more and more people forward at the front of their marketing, right? If you watched Apple's big keynote, they just did yesterday um, for their, all their software, everything they do for their marketing now it's people focused, right? They start Mm. with like, Hey, here's our, our, our um, engineers and the teams who are working on it. And they, they, they do their education from a people standpoint. Um, And um, so anyways, it's, it's just this idea that, Hey, um, for a lot of businesses, having a personality that is out front um, is really important for growing the brand. And you can even see that with, you know, flow from <laughs> what is that progressive oh yeah insurance yeah, and yeah. geico yeah and and mayhem they do they insurance for whatever reason has really <laughs> taken hold of the uh you know having a a, a hero character yeah. um that is at the front of their brand and um a lot of the brands that i work with um we do the same thing right they have you have the the person you know the ceo of the company who's out front or they have a, a brand mm-hmm. person if you're familiar with uh um boom by cindy joseph it's a cosmetics company owned owned by uh um i'm gonna forget his name he teaches entre um e-commerce stuff and he hired cindy Hmm. um to be the hero heroic brand for their cosmetics company right that's awesome Um, and so there's there's a lot of focus on that going forward um and i think uh um, it's a great place to start. So that really, that's yeah. that's the the idea of what a heroic brand is. It's, it's a brand that is fronted by a heroic personality. And then, cool. you know, the next question, of course, is how do you actually build that and design it for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think it's important, and so much so now, like you said, to have that personality, that something that people can kind of have some trust built into, instead of just a business name. They have that person or that personality. Uh, that they can connect it with. And then it, it builds from there for sure. Um, but yeah, how do, how do we go about harnessing our story for a heroic brand? So um, I have a formula and it's a formula okay. that I stole. Um, <laughs> so I stole this formula from Marvel Comics. Um, awesome. So don't give me credit for it. Um, okay. But uh, so Marvel Comics has a formula they use to build um, heroes. All right. right? And, Interesting. you know, as as a uh, you know, uh, if you are alive today, it's probably you know you know characters like Iron Man and Spider Man and yep. Captain, you know, they're, America. They're, Captain America. They're all yep. over our silver screens and you know yep. sell billions and billions of dollars. Um, and what was it? Disney when they bought Marvel, they returned their investment on merchandising from their heroes in like six weeks or some ridiculous. Oh, thing. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Insane, right? So they've got something um, to how they build a hero, <laughs> and so. Um, all I've done is just taken what the, those big things and turned them into like, how can we write our stories okay. right? and tell our own story that way? So there's, uh, there's a few pieces, but there's, there's basically, there's six things that every hero has in common. Um, and so the first one is their origin story, right? Okay. Yep. So 
Um, and, you know, every good superhero has an origin story. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, the, uh, it's what made them into the hero that they are. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, is, were they born a hero? Were they bit by a radioactive spider? <laughs> you know, you know, and you don't you don't you're not a huge fan of, uh, of DC, but, you know, Batman was not born a hero. Right. He right. had to train hard and become yep. he became a ninja. Right. You had to train yeah. hard to get your skills. Yep. Um, and so you have you have different ways that you you become the hero. And okay, so for yeah. your story, you're looking at what's your origin story? How did you become a hero? Right. And I told you a little mm -hmm. bit of mine earlier. Yeah. Right. I started as a 13 year old and I had my first government shutdown. Right. And <laughs> I I tell that story a lot and I practice that story and I get better at telling that part of my story because it's part of like the foundation of how I got started as an entrepreneur. For right. Sure. And so you have you have your origin story. Where did the what was that radioactive spider that bit you and said, you know what, I'm going to do something different than the rest of the world. I'm not going to go to school and get a good job and get good grades. I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to go and, uh, and start a business and do something different. Yeah. Right. Um, so yep. what's the uh, the origin story behind you know, who you are and what you've become mm. and where you're going. Right. Um, so that's the first one. Awesome. The second one is your superpower. Right. Okay. Yeah. So every iconic hero has a superpower, whether that's, you know, a fancy flying suit made by your genius <laughs> intellect or the ability yeah. to call down thunder from the sky <laughs> or your super strength. Right. In the yep. real world, um, heroes have what I call a zone of genius. Right. It's a okay. skill or a set of skills that you're either born with or you developed over time that energizes all the rest of your skills, all the things you should do. Right. Uh -huh. um, and so what I look at is it's the superpower that sets you apart and allows you to help people slay their villains with your products mm. or services. Right. And help awesome. them come out on top on their own journeys. Yeah. Right. So your superpower, um, I, again, I like to look at it as it's the thing that really energizes everything else. So I'll give you an example just with me because I think it, um, uh, you know, I know mine really well. So it's easy to, <laughs> to yeah. talk about. Absolutely. Um, and it wasn't until someone actually sat down, one of my mentors actually sat down and said, hey, like, what's the one thing that you're really, really good at, right? And um, I had a hard time answering that question myself because I'm good at a lot of things <laughs> and I've gotten really good at a lot of things. Um, and what's interesting about that is like, for me, the thing that I'm really good at is I'm really, really good at systems and processes. So good that mm -hmm. I actually like, I see systems where other people just see action, right? They see things gotcha. being done and I see the systems behind what's going on. So like, um, I can watch someone draw something and see all the things that they're doing to make certain things happen. And I can pick up drawing as a skill from watching someone else do it. Nice. Right. Um, and you know, I, so I, I have this little thing I do every like six months or so I, I pick up a new skill just for the practice of yeah. learning things. Yeah. Um, right. And like, you know, last year I sat down with a piano and I couldn't read music and I couldn't play the piano. And I started with, uh, an app called musician It's a plug for them. They're really okay. cool. Um, awesome. and, uh, I spent about six weeks learning the piano and at the end of six weeks I could read the music, sheet music, and I could play <laughs> melody lines one handed on the thing. And my wife was like, how, how the F do you do that in six weeks? It <laughs> takes most people like a year to learn how to read music. Right. Um, and, um, so anyways, like for me, my, my, the skill behind my skills, mm. right. That's your zone of genius yeah. is for me, it's systems and processes and being able to pick those uh. up and design them and see them and stuff like that. So everyone has something like that. You have a skill that really sets you apart. For my wife, it's, um, it's uh, empathy, right? Mm. She is able to put herself in someone else's shoes and feel them and understand them in ways that is just insane, right? I, my business yeah. partner is that way as well. Um, and it's like next level empathy. And what's interesting is those, those kind of skills, they, they allow you to do all sorts of um, all sorts of things. It's really what energizes you to do yep. um, other things and pick up new skills. And there's, there's something in there, something that you have, that's your superpower. Absolutely. Right. And this is yeah. where, um, you know, 
you have to ask yourself that question. Ask like your five or ten, you know, closest friends, and ask some strangers that you know that just have a, a, a minor relationship with you. What do you think? Hey, what do you think my superpower is? What's my zone of genius? One thing I'm really good at. You'll get interesting responses, and what you'll find sure. is if you can look at the commonalities between how people respond to you, you'll see the you'll see the thread, the thread huh. of commonality, and that's where you'll see you're like, oh, you know what? That that's probably the thing. Um, that's cool. And you know, it can take you a little while to find, but once you sort of mm-hmm. nail what it is. Um, and you start building your business around your superpower, right? That's where um, our push button podcast came in is being able to build right. those systems up, um, you know, because that's where I, my, my skill is, is building the systems um, and implementing those systems, stuff like that. Then you can grow your business a lot faster yeah. because you're building it yeah. on something that you're really, really good Strengths, at. Yep. Um, so, yeah, right. I, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that people talk about, you know, you should shore up your weaknesses and, and you know, and, and ignore your strengths kind of thing. And I, I sort of like, if you, if you want to shore up your weaknesses, hire people that have those as strengths yes. and focus on your strength. Absolutely. Right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it so more sense. it's simpler that way. Absolutely. So the third thing is your distinct personality, right? Mm-hmm. And your distinct personality is, um, and this is something that we don't talk about on the show a lot because it's kind of, it's hard. It's, it's, ethereal if that makes sense yeah but your distinct personality is is your personality turned up to 11 okay. right when you're on stage right if you've ever been through um a theater class and they tell you like hey you have to make your face big enough that the person in the back on yes. you know the 500 they need to be able to see the yep. your emotion yeah right and so when you get on stage right and we are on stage all the time as a heroic brand right you know seeing our podcast like this or, yeah. you know, going onto your YouTube shows or actually speaking on stage or interacting with your clients, whatever it is that you do, anytime that you're engaging with your business, you need to turn the dial up a little bit on your personality, right? right? And yep. so that's, that's um, turn up a little bit of, of you know, wh- whatever the qualities are that make you who you are, right? Make okay. you um, part of your, your brand, your personality, right? And you can see that done in comic books all the time. Right. If you see, you know, Tony Stark is uh, is snarky, funny. <laughs> yeah. And what's his name? Uh, Peter Parker is all, you know, he's the teenager who's always in his head and cracking jokes. And yep. uh, um, and what is his name? Deadpool. Deadpool's always, yeah. oh, uh, you yeah. know, cracking, you know, below the belt humor and stuff like yep. that. Yep. And their personality, their personality is cranked up to 11. Right. There's yeah. no questioning who they are. Right. Yep. And if you want to look into the marketing world, take a look at people like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, you know exactly who he is. He's always on fire. He's always got energy. Right. That's yep. part of his brand is that distinct personality. Same with uh, Dan Kennedy, right? Dan Kennedy was known as the no bullshit guy. And if you ever <laughs> hear him up on stage, he's always talking no bullshit. And this is just the way it is. He's quick and he's short and he's to the point and there's no bullshit in what he says. Right. Right. If you met the guy in the real world, he's a teddy bear, but <laughs> his brand was no bullshit. Right. Yeah. That's part of his distinct personality. So um, what's interesting is you can choose who that is for you. Mm. Right. Um, it works best if it's authentic with your character. Right. Right. Cause then you're not playing someone on stage. You're just yeah. being yourself at a little bit higher degree. Yeah. Um, but you can actually totally play up a, a different character if you want. Um, sure. so I find it easier to just be me at 11. If be that authentic, makes sense. Yeah. At a higher <laughs> level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's your distinct personality. Cool. Um, okay. So the next one is your um, fatal flaw. That's the flip side of your superhero, your superpowers, mm, right? Yeah. And, you know, so your fatal flaw, you know, just like every Superman has his kryptonite, you know, Wonder Woman can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad, right? We all have <laughs> our fatal flaw. Right. And your fatal flaw is what humanizes you to your audience. What's the thing that you are not good at? Where's your mm. weakness lie? Um, and where's your vulnerability, right? Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a, 
um, I don't mean to get too terribly political, but oh, President yeah. Trump just spoke the other day, right? Um, in where was he? Tulsa. Um, and I watched sure, his, yeah. his thing. Um, and one of the things that he did is he told a story on stage that was very, um, it was a very like vulnerable moment where he got up and he mm. was talking about some of his own weakness stuff. And there's one of the reasons why he's so popular with his base is because he has that ability to show his weakness, right? Yeah. Um, so, so anyways, for, for any of your distinct personality, um, having the vulnerability that humanizes you is what's going to, especially, especially if you're in any sort of business that you're helping people one-on-one like coaching yep. Yep. or if you're selling people education, it's almost more important than if you're selling physical products or if you're selling other goods and services. Um, people have to believe that, um, that a, that you're a superhero, but B that what you have is achievable. Yeah. Right. That you don't have some sort of, you know, magical abilities that are outside of the human you know, scope of experience. Right. That, right. Uh, um, so your fatal flaw humanizes you and it lets you, uh, um, come in and actually, uh, be a little bit who you are. Um, and then there's, there's two more pieces. Um, yeah. so the next one is your common enemy. Your common mm-hmm. enemy is what you fight against. It's your arch arch nemesis, right? Every superhero has their arch nemesis. It's a thing yeah. that you constantly have to fight against in the world, right? If you're uh, familiar with Frank Kern, Frank Kern is fighting against this yeah. idea that you, uh, um, you know, you, if you put money into a funnel that you can, you know, you should be able to get $2 out. You put money in, get money out. So he's like, he's like, he's fighting against this idea that, uh, paid media is not a way to generate income. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Um, so like you, you always have like, what's the thing that like, what's the enemy that you're fighting against? Right. And for me, one of the things that I'm constantly fighting against is this idea that, um, and I mentioned already, like that entrepreneurs are not heroes, Mm. right. And they're, they are, they are in fact heroes, right. Entrepreneurs aren't villains, they're heroes. That's the thing that I'm fighting against. And what I do is I help people build their heroic brand, right. That's the thing that I help them do is build, build a heroic brand and then build their content machine that really drives their sales and stuff like that. So, um, it really helps solidify your message, right. You know, the thing that you're fighting against, the thing that you stand against, it makes you a little bit polarizing, especially if you can take a really clear stand against something. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when you're polarizing, you attract audience, right? It pushes away the people you don't want to work with and attracts the people that you do. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then of course the flip side of that is your driving force, right? Your driving force is your common, um, is, a uh, um, the thing that you're fighting for, right? It's your mission, your yeah. stance, right? So just like Spider-Man is fighting to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. <laughs> yeah. Right. You have something that you're fighting for in your business, yep. right? And so that's the mission that you have, and it's the thing that you're constantly talking about, right? Um, and yeah, you know, for me, right, it's it's about building that heroic brand that allows you to. In my case, I particularly am looking to help people get their lives back from their business, right? So we talk a lot about you know building your brand, building your systems, um, building your team, and that kind of stuff that allows you so your business doesn't take over your life; it supports your life, right? Um, so have things that you're fighting for. Um, and that's, that's really it. That's the, uh, the pieces of how you put together a heroic brand, right. Uh, um, mm-hmm. or, a you know, like your, your brand story. Right? Yeah. And that's all, that's all very ethereal. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a, um, and I can give this to you. I have a okay. document that I use. Um, that's just like how to write an about page story. Okay. Um, and it's like a fill in the blank template. I'll see if I can get you a copy of it. It's just a Google cool. drive document. So your, your audience could just click on it and make a copy and use it. Awesome. But I use it on all of our sites. Um, and one of the, one of the things that's really important is if you look at your stats across pretty much every website you've ever built, we built a lot of them for big brands. Mm. Um, homepage is most visited page, um, 
organically and your about page is your second most visited page organically. Yep. Right. So that doesn't account the pages that you're promoting with ads. Um, Cause you know, you can get a lot of page views on pages that you're promoting with ads, but yeah. um, organically your, your about page will be the second most visited page on your website. And most people do a terrible job of building about pages, right? They just slap up a, you know, a bio that looks like it came off of, you know, your, uh, your school, you know, the school thing in your yearbook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it looks like a resume. It's not an engaging story. Right. And you want your story. And like the reason I say the about page is because it's something we all have our website for our business. We all have an about page and nobody does it right. And it's a good place to start mm -hmm. practicing putting this ethereal idea of your hero, heroic character into a story form. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it goes, it's going to go further than that. Right. It's going to go into how you put your content together and how you present your brand and your actual like look and feel of your brand. It goes into a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but a good place to start is your about page story. And, um, your about page. Yeah. So your about page has a couple of pieces to it. Um, and like I said, I can, I can give you the, uh, the template for that, but, um, the basic idea is you want to have a story yeah. that says, Hey, here's where I, where I am today. And here's what I can help you with. Right. Here's why I do what we do. Here's what my life was like when we first started out mm. right here, you know, and so here's how we got to a certain place and here's where the big turnover was right where where the, something happened and it, there's a shift in your in your life and your business that changed your gears and brought you to where you are now yeah um and so it's it's just a framework it's a sort of a hero's journey style framework for writing an about page and it ends on the same place where it started like here's where we are now we're really good at doing this thing and providing the service if you want our help do this thing right it's a call to yeah. adventure yeah and so you you I have a call it. to adventure in your story that says hey come and join us if you want to get um, you know, you want to get this kind of help or this kind of results in your life or your business. Um, and it's good practice too, because mm -hmm. the, everything in your business should end with some sort of a call to adventure, yeah. right? You should you know, join me on the next stage of your journey, right? Let me help you get mm -hmm. to where you're going. And people ignore that on their about yeah. page and they ignore it on pretty much everything they do. But anyways, if you can practice it on something as boring as the average about page and turn it <laughs> into an engaging story that yeah. drives further into your sales funnels, um, that's a, that's a great foundation for your business. So anyways, I'll, I'll make sure your audience has a copy yeah. of that. Um, and if you want to see example of it, I'm sure you actually, if you looked at my website, we use the same template on, uh, on, on my about page that so you probably yeah. got the details for our bio yeah. off. Of. The links and stuff will be in the, the show notes, but, um, yeah, just it's so much good information and so cool of how it's built out and based on, uh, the Marvel comics, of course, but the, the origin story is superpower, distinct personality, um, fatal flaw, common enemy, and a driving force, guys. And that's that's the gist of how you can build a heroic story uh, around yourself, your brand, uh, and really start off on a, on a solid foot. So uh, amazing, amazing uh, information, education on that, Richard. So we appreciate that. Um, I, I like to end, too, connecting our guests um, with a little bit with pencil leadership. So there's five traits of pencil leadership. The fifth one is uh, a pencil is made to leave a mark. And so we're here to do the same, same thing. Uh, and so when everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you want your mark to be? For me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have two answers to that question. Perfect. One of them um, is uh, something that I heard on a TV show once and I can't remember what show it was. Someone in your audience probably knows. Um, but my wife is constantly watching TV shows in the background. So I'm like hearing stuff every once in a while. Um, but anyways, it was, uh, you know, the, the greatest gift that you can give the world is raising up the next generation. Mm. Right. And raising them up well. Yep. Um, and so we've got four children. 
Um, and my, my primary legacy that I want to leave to the world is I want to have four children who are better off than I was, right. Mm. Who have, um, have, uh, are good citizens to society and are going to, you know, bring their own value to the world. Right. right? Um, and who knows how, what that's going to look like. Um, but so far I think it's going well. My, uh, my kids yeah. are amazing. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's the first one. Um, and the second one is something we've already talked about. And that is, I wanted, I wanted to change the cultural view of entrepreneurs, um, from, from being villains to being heroes. Um, and, uh, I, am already making a small impact on that with people who are on our, on our shows. Um, and I've had a couple of our guests, you know, come back afterwards and be like, you know, just coming on your show and thinking through my own story. Mm. as a hero has changed the way that I look at my business and changed the way that I look at myself and look at what I do. Um, and I want to have that impact on as many people as possible. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, our brand, the, uh, the Richard Matthews.me brand where we build these brands for people and our push button podcast and our hero show brands, all that stuff is all sort of geared towards helping entrepreneurs build a business that they're proud of. That's a heroic brand, right? Because heroes leave a mark. Right. Just like, you know, <laughs> they, they leave a legacy and yeah. that's uh that's what we're trying to do. Awesome. I love it, Richard. That's a, that's a great mark to want to leave for sure. And uh, you're definitely, you're definitely doing it. So I'm excited to see how it continues to grow. Um, before uh, we say goodbye, how can people connect with you? I know you said you're uh, Richard Matthews dot me uh, anywhere else. Uh, obviously your podcast. Um, yeah. So Richard Matthews dot me is, uh, where most of my stuff is located. Um, so the hero, the hero show is on there. Um, you actually, if you go to the website where I'm in the process of rebranding it, we're actually, I, I finally took the plunge and we're going like full on comic book style for the brand, which is good. Um, yeah, I, it wasn't more like high end looking brand before. Um, and, and I was like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take the plunge into this whole heroic brand i should just go for it um but you know i don't i i had this fear of like feeling cheesy if that makes sense over the heroic brand so anyways (laughs) i finally like bit the bullet after years of having this heroic brand and started to uh bring some of the comic book styling into that um but anyways yeah so the hero show is on there um and a lot of our main services and stuff are on there and then the other one is our push button podcast website so it's uh, pushbuttonpodcasts.com um for anyone who's looking for um, building a content machine in their business um, and wants to have someone else handle it all for them so they can just, you know, do what they love, right? You do what you love, we do the rest. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So guys, check it out. Um, we'll put the, we'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, Richard, any chance that you're going to be recording or being speaking in a superhero costume in the future? <laughs> so I don't have any superhero costumes oh, okay. um, other than ones that my children fit into, but Ooh. I can tell you my, my six-year-old daughter, uh-huh. Um, she has gone as Iron Man to Halloween every year since she was two years old. Um, okay. cause she's like, when she was two, she like, she, she didn't love Iron Man. She was Iron Man. And That's she awesome. went through a whole stage in her life where it was like, how are you doing Zariah? And she was like, I am not Zariah. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> and, That's awesome. um, yeah. So I, I, I was like, can I call you Tony? And she was like, That's acceptable. But it's <laughs> Iron Man or Tony, not Zariah. So she went through a whole like six six month stage in her life where she was Iron Man. Awesome. Um so we have lots of superheroes going on in our family all the time. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Right now it's Pokemon. So Ash oh, wow. Ketchum is the superhero of our uh, of our house right now. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, Richard, again, we we really appreciate you taking time out to kind of share this uh and bring value to the audience and uh um, so grateful for you and what you're doing and yeah guys check out uh, everything Richard is doing awesome thanks for having me on 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.